I'm going to turn my phone into airplane mode. Turn my phone into an airplane. Watch it fly away. Welcome to the Mega HQ. Adam and Luke are two lifelong friends and writing partners. They make original heroes out of everyday experiences. Every week starts with a fresh idea and ends with a new character. Adam and Luke think writing is fun and they invite you to the Mega HQ Hey out there, B-Mega Podcast listeners. How's it going? This is Adam. I'm here in the Mega HQ, the Canadian wing of the Mega HQ, like it's one big long building that stretches <laughs> all the way up here. I'm here with my friend Luke. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm all the way at the other end. I'm in the Midwestern wing of the Mega HQ. I was going to try to run up there, but I just don't have the the stamina. It's really just that we each have a tent, and we just ran a piece of rope all the way from Toronto to Kansas City, and that's what we call the the different wings of the Mega HQ. A tent? Why would we be recording in a tent? Anyway, Luke, what have you been up to this week? Man, I am so excited. I uh, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I I'm a gamer, um, a video gamer. I knew you played i knew you had been i didn't know how active you still were right yeah i didn't know if you knew in my my adulthood i was speaking with my wife (laughs) i had been playing video games i played so much that my fingers were sore (laughs) 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 because i because i hadn't played in in a while so my um i guess my trigger fingers were were stiff and, and sore I was telling her about this, and she's rolling her eyes because she likes to play, you know, she plays games every once in a while, but she hears me complaining about my gaming injury, and it's like, (laughs) go mow the yard. But um, in that conversation, I I said a phrase that I think should be the the character name for this week. This week's Mega is Game Finger. Mega Basics. Tell me about Game Finger, my friend. Tell me. Okay. Tell me. <laughs> Who is the one that would become Game Finger? She is a tech savvy millennial. Uh, she's a she's an amateur game designer. Uh, she's been trying to make games since she was old enough to use a mouse. Um She's also a gamer, heavily into gaming, PC gaming. She mm. she has a laptop that's been souped up. It's it's in the way that our previous character, Automancer, would would modify cars to the point of near they're they're almost unidentifiable as the original car. And this laptop is just a monstrosity. And she she doesn't care for like for mobile Technology. She wants. She wants to use this laptop at all times. Right. She she built it herself because she's she's into that stuff. Like oh, she yeah. she built the built this thing. Yeah. She rummaged through nice. the trash behind like a Best Buy or something and found you know some some old shell of a computer that they or a laptop that they'd thrown out. They it wasn't even worth refurbishing and she um she used her her uh, her skills to. I like it. To turn this thing into a, what, a beast. Does she 
does she what does she do this for a living uh i think she's she's kind of a freelance designer uh coder and and she'll refurbish your computer but she's kind of snobby about about computers and laptops um she doesn't necessarily listen to the instructions that that the customers give her um she just does what she would do for herself and she takes matters into her own hands exactly feels like things should be done a certain way i feel like that is kind of mm, see i at least once an episode i say something to mildly offend a whole group of people let's hear it it's just a character flaw <laughs> <laughs> i would say that programmers like because i don't know tech people feels too broad tend to be that way you describe <laughs> You're saying she's not just like the average amount of computer programmer snobby about machines and right. and how they and operating systems and things like that. She's a very high level of particular about it. She thinks very highly of her capabilities. In fact, she she's created her own experimental artificial intelligence. Whoa! Uh, and she. I've- she she puts this AI onto the laptops and computers that she builds for people. Maybe they know about it. Maybe they they don't. What? But it's, it's renegade not, programmer. It's made to respond to to how they use the computer and respond to um, not necessarily searching for for how they like what their internet searching habits are or mm. you know what they've been looking up on Google, but. It's it's made to actually help them in life. It's communicative. It's not just a program that stays within the confines of the computer. It it actually tries to reach out to the person, to the user. Whoa! In what way? I don't understand. I'm not sure I fully follow that. Um, so like it say, tries to reach out to the user. It in just tries it, to have conversations. It doesn't necessarily right. it tries to connect on a more real life on level. a personal level. Yes. She does this because she thinks it's helpful for people because she thinks it's what people need. Yeah, yeah. I I think her. I think maybe some of her early clients were maybe people who weren't really great at using computers in the first place. They kept breaking their computer over and over again, and she saw this need for a program that was not just supplemental software, but something that could act as almost an analog for her you know when she leaves right. this this ai is 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 still there to help with whatever problems help. they have i like that a lot does does this ai system have a name uh it is called sally sally does sally is sort of like other sorts of ai does sally have speak with a like what sort of voice does sally speak with she this character defines the the characteristics of Sally based on uh, her interactions with the the customer. Um, oh. So she'll try to if you know whether it's cultural, um, ethnic, whatever whatever the case may be, she tries to pick up on something that she's noticed about that person or in that person's life and does a quick rewrite of the code. How fancy. Sally, I like it. Okay, so what else? What else about this person? She doesn't really have a home. She lives in internet cafes. By choice? 
don't know about that. Mm. I'm not sure. I think it might be because of this software, because of the stuff that she's doing on the computer. Not that she's trying to do anything malicious with it, mm-hmm. but she feels like she can't stay in the same place for long because there may be someone who's trying to snatch up this this program that she's developed. Um, and she's, she's She stays off the grid. She still feels like it's in testing stages. She wants it to be available for everyone, but she's kind of implementing it slowly. Right. And... Um, and has safeguards on it when she gives it to customers so people can't necessarily yeah. easily extract it. But um, she right. is very cognizant of the fact that what she has is possibly of, of great value to any number of tech companies. Interesting. So she'll she'll go from internet cafe to a library to bus stop to a fast food restaurant. What was the Jitter Jerks uh, coffee place? Yeah, Joe's Joe. She she spends time there. She goes there. Nice. She hangs out, gets some coffee, refuels. Does she like what kind of personal relationships does she have? She she's not good with personal relationships face to face. She can do it because she does. I mean, she helps people, mm-hmm. but that's more of an of a professional. There's a wall, you know. She's a professional, right. or I guess quote professional and they're the customer but she she games she spends a ton of time online and she um she has just hundreds and hundreds of i guess acquaintances maybe not necessarily close mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. uh but people that she's she a gaming community though yeah and no but right. nobody that she's you know she's there's nobody that she can sit down and say yeah man i just had a had a terrible day with this customer or boy mm-hmm. i sure do wish i had a permanent home it's very it's it's all superficial relationships mm-hmm. which is why she developed Sally right Sally was originally developed as uh as a sibling figure for right. her to it's, to interact it's with sort of a, a good-natured weird science right <laughs> yeah of a sort less less bras <laughs> Not as many Mad Max motorcycle gangs. Right. What does she do for fun? She she spends her time gaming. She's either gaming or she she's working on Sally's code. Um, what trying... kinds of games does she like? She likes a lot of... Um, I'm sh- she's got to be into like a World of Warcraft kind of game. Uh, mm-hmm. Massive multiplayer online games. Mm-hmm. Uh where she can she can interact with people but she's just one of many it's not as intimate as like say getting on the, with a you know high school friend and playing one on one um she seeks out those larger communities so she can be more anonymous did she go to school for this or is she self taught i think she started to go to school and she got fed up with how um how limiting it was because she wanted she she excelled in the early classes and she -hmm. wanted to move forward and and the system was just she felt like the system was just holding her back Um, right so that was the point where she you know she she lived in a dorm she had friends um classmates and she left and started developing sally and Mm -hmm. then just ended up on her own 
like this is a big undertaking this development of an attempted distribution of sally to the masses it is so what what's her driving force to do that like what has given her this desire to i mean it's beyond this is beyond just having created sally for herself i think something happened to her family and it was because of a lack of computer knowledge Mm. Um, whether it was someone in the family or someone trying to help the family. Um, maybe there was some sort of a crisis and whoever was supposed to be helping them just didn't, didn't, uh, know how to use the technology. Right. So then there was a mishap on their family cruise and they got stranded in some remote island in the Caribbean never to be able to return because their paperwork got jumbled. (laughs) Yes. They have their. That's beautiful because they have their own story to be told. Yeah, yeah, their life is great, but it's just. Man, sure do wish our miss our daughter. Yeah, whatever happened to her? She's the one who got to go home, but she's the shitty end of this story. Yeah, the family that got (laughs) left behind had the much better result. She ended up back in this place by herself trying to create an artificial intelligence program to keep her company and yes resolve the world's computing problems and and maybe maybe part of Sally's uh, maybe another part of her development was that she's trying to find the family like she's she's scouring the the globe going through all sorts of right. different layers of technology and 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 mainframes trying to figure out where her family is but they they live in this like you said just this remote disconnected island like they're living the the dream life if, of the uh swiss family robinson hessler swiss swiss family hessler yeah so Gamefinger has put Sally on all of these different customers' computers in order to not only help their systems, but also help their lives just be kind of a companion to them as she's a companion to Gamefinger. Soothe uh, their digital souls. Yes. Uh, and one one night, she starts getting alerts that uh, the Sally system has been hacked somehow and she's terrified that something's going to happen to not only to Sally but to the customers that she's put Sally's uh, AI uh, onto their different mm-hmm. electronic devices. So in desperation, she finds this. There's a storm. Storms a brewing. There's a storm coming through mm-hmm. through the city. Uh, places are shut down. She ends up breaking into this internet cafe to get some some Wi-Fi so she can work on this hack and uh, she's about to grab she's about to put the the thumb drive the Sally thumb drive into the laptop and lightning strikes this building just the it's a record-breaking lightning strike just practically blows the building apart um, and she has a near-death experience she she dies for a couple of minutes and in this experience, she sees this kind of pixelated angelic figure that identifies itself as Sally, and it tells her that her game isn't over yet. And then she wakes up, and she starts discovering that she has some new, um, some new tech-related special abilities. Mega power. The, the first 
the first ability that Gamefinger discovers she uh, she has is that she sees the world in what she eventually comes to call stages. Um, just like a video game has its stages or levels. Um, she can look at look at a scene and uh, immediately objectives start popping up in her field of vision as they would in a video game telling her what steps to take and it it's based on whatever whatever mission she has in mind what she's trying to accomplish uh, and it happens mm-hmm. rapidly it's 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 not like it she sits there for 10 minutes reading all of these objectives it's just it's constantly flowing into her her consciousness uh, and helps her make better choices or better decisions uh, in order to accomplish whatever this task or mission is, it kind of um, it's a gamification of her her perception of the world. So does it like is it that she just has a better vision, like almost as if she were the game developer, like she can see sort of the whole landscape, or is it that it's also she's given like advice, like you know what I mean? Like is it? I think it's a little bit of both. It's it's kind of she sees everything kind of like a. A programmer would in like debug mode just like mm-hmm. able to see kind of look at a situation and kind of uh, see it from all perspectives in a moment and then proceed but at the same time this merging of her consciousness with Sally's uh, artificial intelligence it's left Sally in her head uh, to kind of guide her in these these instances so okay, so it's like that she can see the landscape, but then there's also maybe a Sally sort of either voice or like ticker feed, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, playing out what she sh- what Sally's advice is on what right. to do. Yeah, like and Sally can see even more. Like um, your objective is to stop this uh, crane from tipping over and crashing into this bus full of people so here are the steps that you need to take in order to get to the crane and you have these tools and these resources are available yeah yeah i like that a lot game finger can shoot lasers out of her game finger but they're not real lasers okay sally creates the laser and it's just code. Ah. So it's just a it's just a a visual it's a kind of a form of energy, but Yeah, it's a false reality. It's okay. a it, so, so almost a delusion. hologram. Yeah, sort of a hologram. But it makes a great sound. <laughs> and so Sally or so Gamefinger uses this to to scare off enemies and I feel like Gamefinger would wouldn't be especially violent anyway. You're totally it, it, right. So so at any rate, I think this ties into that that it's just a way to have a weapon against enemies, but it can't ever actually hurt anybody. So she just has to like sort of use it strategically because eventually somebody will notice that. <laughs> Take a direct shot hey. in the chest, like, hey, wait, yeah. So she intentionally misses, but not by much. Ah. They just think she's a bad shot. Can she can she change them? Um, change the way the the bursts come out of her finger, like uh, like maybe contra style. Like there's there's like the steady stream, or like sometimes you can do a spread burst. Well, or even even better would be that because 
Sally would be able to create anything that really she can shoot any video game style ammunition from her finger. So nice. just whatever suits her purpose. So depending on where she's at, she may need a flamethrower, which is a threatening look. Um, so then she can be even more strategic about what she does. I like it. Game finger can use her finger to touch an inanimate object. She can't do it to organic objects, no animals, people, whatever. Um, but she can do it to an inanimate object and transform it for a brief period of time into a pixelated snare or obstacle, kind of a gamified version of itself. Uh, like if she's being chased down an alley, she can touch the dumpster that she passes and it turns into like a this pixelated mouth chomping kind of monster uh, that's like vomiting trash. Like hold a, a rock and touch it as she's tossing it at someone and it turns into this ridiculously oversized pixelated boulder. I was going to say, could she like touch a, a, a motorcycle and turn it into like a, a video game style motorcycle oh. that has like weapons or maybe not weapons, but you know what I mean? That has like other things that can jump crazy heights yeah. and like has turbo boosters and stuff like that totally yes and these these pixelated versions of things that she makes they they have a physicality to them a tangibility um but like if she like that boulder that she threw at someone if it hits them it's enough to, it it will it's not going to smash them like a like a boulder would it's just going to knock them right. back like someone kind of shoving them um she doesn't have this really deadly force with her her gamification um, it's just uh, enough to deter to deter people. Non-deadly gamification. <laughs> this just in from Megaton City. A high school tennis tournament is saved when Game Finger transforms the damaged court into a life-sized game of Pong. Mega Conflict. The Game Finger's weakness is that she she runs out of energy. Um, it's almost like she has a battery life. Like she is she. She is the controller in the video game of life. She is the the tool that that moves and and makes things happen in this this new world that she perceives. Uh, and if she goes for too long without recharging, she just she loses her strength and her abilities. Uh, so what she's done is devised this uh, modified USB hub that that she can hook herself into uh and she 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 pulls energy from electricity uh she can hook it up to a computer to 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 juice herself up or she can hook it up to uh to a regular outlet and give herself a good boost game finger has a villain has a nemesis who as it turns out was actually the person who was trying to hack into her system, mm. into the Sally system. Dun, dun, dun. 
this was a disgruntled former customer who was displeased with Sally's uh, caring nature. Uh, he actually just wanted a brother that he could roughhouse. Was... He was given too much love as a child. He grew up with really like hippy-dippy flower child parents. Yeah. And they in, like they would have family like cuddle time in the evenings <laughs> and everybody would have to like cuddle together and he just hates it. Yeah, yeah. All he had was sisters, and they were all into it, too, and, like, mushy and lovey-dovey. And, yeah, exactly. And he hated it. He hated it. Just wanted someone that would that would wrestle and... and uh, just wanted a big just, brother to hawk loogies and drip them on his face. Yep, yep. It's like everybody. So so he actually sought. He found he met someone who had the Sally software on their computer, and he found out where they where they mm-hmm. uh, bought her from, and uh, he had Sally put onto his own system, and then tried to tried to hack the whole thing. So his name, and and in his, he is also a a programmer and and very tech minded individual who just happens to be kind of the flip side of of what Gamefinger was. Uh, and he's, in his research and in his development uh, and augmentation of the Sally code, he's discovered the ability to manipulate time for brief uh, brief periods. He can, he can actually undo a person's uh, life uh, up to maybe two hours prior to them seeing him, mm-hmm. uh, essentially, essentially resetting anything that they've done, and his his villainous name is the reset. The reset. Ooh. So he uses this. Uh, oh. Ooh. <laughs> he uses this ability to to. Um, just briefly manipulate time so uh if um like he can be near like a politician that's just signed some sort of uh, legislation and he can quickly undo all of that and force them to whoa, 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 to make whoa, another whoa. choice game finger has the ability to one time per day lock in everything that has been that has happened such that if something awful happens to game finger as in she dies she returns to that part of the day <laughs> so she's essentially invincible as long as she has yeah. the opportunity to get to re- to lock it in yeah but she would always just go back further right like like if she didn't have the chance like if she's out of town for a week cuz right. she has like a Maybe that she and Sally have built. Maybe it's part of this hub, this USB hub. Yeah, there you go. It's part of that is that there's this energy that she's able to like lock in and like save, basically upload her whole experience onto this, such that it's saved and can be and she can start over there from that point. I like that a lot. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. So then the reset 
and Gamefinger could be locked in this almost eternal battle of wits. Like he keeps yeah. resetting her and she keeps respawning and just going back and forth. Well, she would just start over. Yeah. So he would. Yeah. So she could do something that he doesn't like and then he would reset her and then she would just maybe go back even further. Well, as soon as you go, as soon as you remove a character from reality and onto a digital plane, it does kind of increase the possibilities. Yeah. Even though that's not, I don't know how that really exists. <laughs> it's comic book science. It's comic book science. And now, the Mega Origin. Jalen Rasputin was a homeless software programmer who spent most of her spare time playing massive multiplayer online RPGs on borrowed Wi-Fi when she wasn't assisting strangers with their personal computer problems. Separated from her family on a cruise vacation during a particularly unruly game of shuffleboard, Jalen made a name for herself as a trusted freelance computer tech while living out of libraries, coffee shops, and fast food restaurants. She installed on her customers' computers a friendly artificial intelligence named Sally, or Specially Augmented Life Learning Intelligence, to not only assist users in their everyday computing, but to also act as a helpful confidant who could give users advice on a variety of life issues, including clothing choices, meal preparation, interpersonal relations, and family matters. Having developed the Sally software to act as a sibling figure in her personal life, Jalen hoped to eventually install the same program on computers across the globe. While Sally was meant to help others, it was also meant to scour the internet in search of Jalen's missing family, who, unknown to her, had discovered the pleasures of island life on a completely remote archipelago they called Rasputina. As Sally's presence became more widespread, it attracted the attention of technology companies who sought to adapt her code for their own purposes. One evening, her system was hacked. Desperate to protect her program and her customers, Jalen broke into an empty internet cafe during an historic lightning storm. As she plugged the Sally drive into her custom laptop, a bolt of lightning struck the cafe, destroying half the building and electrocuting Jalen. During a near-death experience, she saw a pixelated vision of Sally, angelic and ominous. And the artificial intelligence told her that her game wasn't over yet. She awoke to find that her hands had been fused to the very hardware she had used to create Sally. Trying to escape the burning cafe, she discovered that she could transform objects into pixelated versions of themselves, and that she could project holographic energy blasts from her left index finger. Though never lethal, the blasts were visually impressive and made the coolest noises. With her consciousness now melded with that of the Sally program, Jalen sought to fight what she deemed 
techno humbuggery or the fleecing of innocent users at the hands of powerful corporations and sinister hackers, including the horrendous, time-altering villain known only as The Reset. Jalen's heroic exploits became the stuff of internet legend, and blogs all over the world sang her praises, referring to her as the techno-vigilante Game Finger. Luke, that was a blast. Thank you, and thanks to all of you for joining us for the creation of Game Finger, that false laser shooting, uh, gamifying, homeless hero. That was a really fun idea, and aside from everything else, kind of made me want to spend a little time playing some video games, which is not something I have done for a long time, even though I did it one time. Thanks for reminding me that it's important to stop and play. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's the um, one of the key elements in what, well, especially what we do every week, and in, I think every creative endeavor is. It, it starts with that that initial sense of um, kind of letting the the world around you take a back seat and and just enjoying the universe as almost just as kind of a child with childlike wonder and 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 being able to let go of your ego and and uh and play a little bit absolutely and 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 much like getting enough sleep or exercise or eating well getting enough play makes everything about your day feel better you know what i mean you have time to play it just makes it just makes the world feel a little bit better. It does. And that makes it easier to create, easier to connect with people. It's what we should be doing. It's the difference between a workplace uh, where you can sit and, and joke with coworkers a little bit about movies, books, video games, whatever. It's funny, it's I said to somebody recently workplaces that I've been in that were miserable versus workplaces I've been in that were you know I mean they're all a little miserable it's like families they're all a little funky but but it's the ones that sort of work versus ones that really don't work and nobody likes each other at all and the difference was always if they had if there was some kind of uh, social connection like if, they, if we would go out for drinks together or we would all we're all interested in the same TV show even and would talk about it that if there was some kind of pleasurable some kind of play some sort of social interaction that wasn't work then you're able to sort of you know forgive the obnoxious things that somebody does but if you don't have that it's just eight hours a day of the obnoxious things that those people do and that's all you have and then, you need play. Yeah, and, and just imagine just piling up those days upon days upon days and weeks and years of Ugh. of not playing and like that that really makes me sad to think like genuinely makes me sad <laughs> when I think of, of, of people that don't don't have that opportunity or, or don't take mm. that, that chance or that risk of of just stepping out of the comfort zone a little bit to, to play a little. hundred uh, percent. I can't imagine. I'm glad that we do this every week 
for that reason. I'm glad that we do this every week for a lot of reasons, but one of the bigger reasons is because it's a lot of fun. It's one of the highlights of my week, the actual recording. The editing and stuff, that's a, a, an awful nightmare amount of work. But the, the recording of the podcast episode is one of the highlights of my week every week, hands down. It's always a blast. It's a, We have a lot of fun. And with that, thank you for joining us on another episode of the B-Mega Podcast. You can find our webcomic, Megaton City News, at megatoncitynews.com. Find us on Twitter, at Megaton City. Facebook, I believe, is also Megaton City. Instagram, at Megaton City. Find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash bmega. I forgot her name for a moment. Her name is Sally or Sarah or Susan. And don't forget the character's name, Game Finger. <laughs> Game Finger. <laughs> okay. Rasputin. Game Finger Rasputin. That's her last name. That's her full name. Um. Now her name needs to be like Claire Rasputin or something. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. The sound effects heard in the B Mega podcast are used under a Creative Commons Zero public domain license. Characters and stories on this podcast are the property of Megaton City Creations, copyright 2016.